Good evening. Welcome to our podcast. Podcast 43. Written May 2nd, 2021. Due to some vision issues, I was not able to present this podcast at that time. Things are better now, and we're getting back on track. Sorry for any listener inconvenience. The title of our podcast today is The Trial of the Ages, Part 2. Let me lay the foundation here. Revelation chapter 16, verse 16. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Ladies and gentlemen, more wars or battles have been fought in this valley than any place on earth. Why? Because it is a fertile valley and the future area that God will set up his kingdom on earth. That is why I believe it's so important to Satan to make his last stand there. This valley is known as the Jezreel Valley, and it is linked to the Valley of Kidron and Jehoshaphat Valley. Joel chapter 3 verse 2, the Lord says, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the Valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So Satan knows where the Holy Land is and he's been trying to desecrate it for centuries. Now with Armageddon part one, I call it, he will destroy even more. The beast-led armies will come together and swoop down on the land of Israel to defend it. The apple of God's eye. What? What did I just say? To protect them? Hmm. The devil figured this will draw God into the battle for sure. He will launch his attack, and there shall be great destruction in the land. I do believe it's God's plan to bring these armies into that Megiddo Valley. But Satan will try to hijack the plan and seize the opportunity or the moment while in Jerusalem, being in the body of Antichrist, he gets to go into the temple, the place he ought not to be. But he want to try to woo the hearts of the people of Israel and the church to make them believe that he is God on earth. Now remember what he did to gain the one-third angels in heaven. He posed to be like God in heaven and got kicked out. Now, 
when the truth-believing Christians reject him, he will become furious and desecrate the temple and go after those Christians who keep the commandment of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. It is believed that he will have our Western beastly power supporting him as he take a stand to defend Israel. You heard the term, the fox guarding the hen house? Think about it. Why would Satan protect God's people Israel unless he had an alternate motive? This will appease his base. Remember that? Those who are marked bearing a Christ-like banner. Consider this. If these other nations wanted to attack Israel, they could have done this at any time. Except, I believe that God is holding back these forces until the time of the end, when he will allow them to be led by Antichrist and or Satan. Satan will be behind both factions, those nations that's attacking Israel, as well as the Western nations that's protecting Israel. Yes, you heard me right. He's burning both ends of the candle, so to speak. Being, by being in control, he can propose his treaty in the middle of the week. In other words, you can easily make a treaty with yourself when you're controlling both sides. You stop the war, reevaluate, you write up this worthless treaty just to win the favor of the people. This thing couldn't be better than melted ice cream rolling down a kid's hand on a hot summer day. Antichrist enjoys this setup. He gets to treat himself. At least it appears that way. These earthly forces are being allied and aligned with Antichrist and guided by Satan only seek to befriend Israel and the church. Daniel said, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, remember that word, he shall make it desolate, even until the confirmation and that determined shall be poured up on the desolate. Daniel chapter 9, 27. Daniel chapter 9, 26, though, speaks of this war leading up to this peace treaty. Many say history repeats itself. Well, I want you to look at these two verses and there's a capital P for prince and there is a small letter P for prince. One refers to Christ. The other refers to Antichrist. The reason I say this 
Notice the actions that follows the word. Read it. Daniel chapter 9, 26 and 27. But having much irritation of these two witnesses and the true church, Satan is going to go ballistic, starting with the desecration of the temple, killing the two witnesses in the middle of the week, yes, in the middle of the week, and seeking to destroy every child of God he can. With great persecution, that's when God steps in and intervene with the standard against him. Just keep in mind, a day is a year, and during the seventh, seventh week span, or seven year war, he strikes a peace deal, if you will. So three and a half years or three and a half days, whatever you want to look at, is his blissful future is introduced. He introduced this blissful future, peace, and prosperity. But wait. Then he goes on the attack. Right in the middle of his so-called peace treaty. Satan with his evil angels and the wicked leaders and our beasts, however you want to look at them, powers of the earth will go in attack mode. I believe that Satan, with his alternative, with his alternative mo- motive, think he can fend off Christ, as he will refocus the battle toward heaven and turn all this earth's weapons of mass destruction toward heaven to try and stop Jesus Christ from coming back. You believe that? It's possible. For he knows Christ's return brings him closer to his demise and destruction. At that time, a mighty angel will come and take Satan and lock him up in the bottomless pit. The wicked men, they all will try to hide in the rocks and caves. We know the Antichrist, who is a man possessed by Satan, the beast, and all the wicked will be struck down by the brightness of Christ's coming, leaving Satan only the one-third evil angels he started with. Satan is back to ground zero where he was before man was created, him and his evil angels banished on this now busted earth on hold for 1,000 years. Revelation 21 through 3. Read it. Our scripture states, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him, talking Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 89. Of course, Satan don't want to give up planet Earth because this is his self-proclaimed kingdom. Self-proclaimed kingdom. He remembered. Remember when he claimed to be the king of this Earth? 
Jesus even called him the God of this world. Remember what he told Jesus if Jesus would worship him? He would give him all the kingdoms of the world. Matthew chapter 4, verses 89. Read it. In the mountain during the temptations. So what better place to fight his final war or battle and take his last stand than here on earth? Yes, it was once Adam's. Yeah, Adam used to be the king of this earth. God made it so. And he lost it in a sin gambling deal with Satan. And Jesus had to come buy it back with his precious blood. But that's a possible future podcast. But remember, it's the only place in the universe God would allow him to be after his fall. As he messed up in heaven, I believe he was banned and he got banned from other known worlds. He was banned to this wasteland, this void without form earth. When the thousand year trial begins, Satan and company gets to think on their punishment, judgment, and the many years of destruction, chaos they have caused here on earth. Even time to plan their final attack on the new Jerusalem when it comes down to earth at Christ's third and final return. Meanwhile, Jesus and the saints will judge them and all the wicked dead from the beginning of time. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this last ambitious of Satan to war against the holy city and God won't be much of a war. Christ will announce their judgment at his return. All the wicked, including Satan, evil spirits, sinners, from the beginning until his second coming will have been judged. Christ's third coming is their punishment and judgment. Revelation chapter 20, 7 through 15. Read it. This concludes our podcast. If you or someone you know have need of prayer, contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.